Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I am your host, Birgit Camps, and on my show are CEOs who are not only high performers, but also humble enough to share their blind spots. And today we have an unusual guest. Her name is Beatrice Camps, and she's the CEO of Dog Love 24 7. And the reason I say she's unusual is because she's only 11 years old as of two days ago. (laughs) Belated happy birthday. (laughs) And the reason she's on my show is because she's actually already tried three different business ventures. So the first one was where you made a bunch of slime. And then the teachers and the principals were like, no, don't do that because... You know, parents don't like it and yeah, slime gets everywhere. And, everywhere. and you were making money at it. You were making profits I at was. it. You were all excited. But the problem is you face some limitations. Mm-hmm. So then did you, did you quit? No. You went on and said, okay, what can I do mm-hmm. that parents would support, that teachers would support, and that would be good. And then through our own efforts of going to the dentist and the dentist telling us that xylitol was actually a healthy candy, yeah. you started you know, a business selling xylitol candy and you made a lot of money on that. And you had great customers, repeat customers, but then what yeah. happened? You stopped on your own, not because of others this time, but because of yourself. Tell us about that. Well, um, my true passion is for animals and dogs, and I found out that xylitol is deadly to animals, to dogs. So um, that's what made me stop uh, making candy with xylitol in it. Yeah, and you shut down yeah. that business. So, you know, a lot of people would go, what? You're making so much money, but your ethics, your values were more important to you than making a profit. Yeah. And that is almost unheard of these days of CEOs. There are those, but <laughs> that I was very impressed with your decision to do that. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then did you stop? No. Nope. No. So finally you're like, I absolutely love animals and especially dogs and you yourself have a few. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, what can I do? And you continued. And so now you work at the vet as a volunteer every Saturday morning, and you try to um, connect animals that are up for adoption with children who don't have animals and whose parents, not all of them are open to adopting, but you discovered that, how can I make this a win-win? Can you tell people kind of what, how you're making this a win-win, even though not all parents want to adopt? Uh, yeah. Well, um, at Dog Love 24-7, that's the business name uh, that, that I currently have, um, how I go to the vet, um, after I volunteer, they'll usually le- uh, lend me, so-called, um, one to two dogs. So I bring those over to my house, to our house, <laughs> and they go in the backyard. Now, since we have three dogs, it's kind of difficult, but we figured out how to keep them inside and not barking. 
So I invite people from my school and from people that I know to come over. So they come over, it, their parents sometimes come over. Yeah, because they don't have dogs and they really wish they could have a dog. And you figure it out that kids love petting dogs. Yeah. And not all parents want to get a dog. Right. And so you felt bad for those kids. And you also felt bad for the dogs who you know, we're up for adoption and are just in the cages most of the time with an occasional outing. Yeah. And so the win-win you created was, let get, let's have the dogs get some love by getting lots of attention and petting and let the kids, you know, get love from the dogs and be able to pet them a lot. And then the parents can drop off their, their child for an hour or two while they do their errands. And occasionally, you know, one of the parents may agree to adopt one of the dogs. Yeah. So you figured out how to create a win-win and be in alignment with your passion and you're making a, you know, money and this time you're also donating money to the charity Save a Pet that has these dogs. And you even then added a raffle ticket to, and a program like that to make it fun and mm -hmm. people donate. I'm just so impressed with how time and time again, you don't stop. You keep figuring it out. And most of all, you decided that being in alignment with your values really mattered to you. Yeah. So having said all that, as I mentioned earlier, you're just 11. And, you know, I, it seems like you haven't had a whole lot of blind spots in terms of, you know, your business. And in fact, you, you have managed more than five people because, and they were all volunteers and you figured out how to have a lot of people help you, which is even harder because you're not paying them. It's, yeah. it's volunteer. But in your personal life, have there been any blind spots there that you've discovered? Yeah, with um, friends. Sometimes at school, we have these friend groups where, like, a bunch of people just form a group, and they just stick to their group a bunch, and um, I used to be in one, and I, my blind spot was I didn't know how the other person, like, the other people felt, like, if they weren't in a group, so kind of, it's about excluding and including, so I decided not to... Um, be in a group or something like that that excludes others that excludes others yeah so i went over to the people that weren't were excluded and we uh i have actually made some very good friends very good and how you said that that was a blind spot and you discovered that how you you said that you didn't you, you didn't know how it felt to be excluded. Is it because one day you were excluded and it didn't feel good? Yeah, or sometimes how? that happened. But um, I excluded myself and one a group that excludes others. So I'm like, I'm not going to be in this group. Ah, so you just decided in that moment you're not going to be part of that. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is what you told me is that uh, you discuss, you didn't know at first that you how it made you feel to be around certain people and that who you hang yeah. out with really matters. What was the moment that you discovered that who you hang out with really matters and that it changed can change you? Well, actually, you helped me with this one because I wasn't aware of it. But um, how I act around you is usually how I act around my friends. But then when I was hanging out with certain people, then I started to change like them, and you could notice. And I noticed that you, you were acting noticed, different. You noticed, yeah. What did I say? Um, I think you said, uh, let me think, um, 
He said, you know, I think you've been acting very different lately. Ah, and then you started looking and to I'm see like, if that was true huh. or not. Yeah. And then on your own. I found out. Yeah, because I never so said who, who are you hang out and with. You, shouldn't you, like you, you on your own discovered that, which again was just so amazing. Um, I just pointed you in that I noticed something different and you um, explored about that and checked that out. So um, that's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. Anytime. That's going to help a lot of other children <laughs> as well. And even adults, you know, at work, that happens too. The, the clicks that form and all that. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap up, I have to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. You've heard me, you know, talk about CEOs. You yourself have been a customer of, of places where we go shopping. And, um, so what have you noticed that, that are, you know, some of the blind spots or a blind spot that you've noticed in CEOs that, you know, well, um, I've noticed that CEOs treat customers different than employees. Or employees different than customers. <laughs> Can you say more about that? Mm -hmm. So sometimes when um, there's a there's a customer and the manager or the the CEO, um, and they drop something, the CEO will be like, "Let me let me help you pick that up." When it's right a away, yeah, when it's a customer. And with employees, sometimes if they drop it, the they, CEO will either ignore it, or be like, "They'll get it," or say, "You can pick that up." Oh, with that voice, like pick that up, or you can pick it up. So yeah. the, way you, the way they treat them is not as nice. Or if someone, if the customer drops it, and the the CEO sees an employee close, and the employee didn't get in in time, this the CEO would be like, "Why didn't you pick that up?" Okay, so, so you're talking about the attitude difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've seen a CEO raise their voice or not treat their own team members very well, and then the next minute turn around and smile, be totally nice to the customer. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think a lot of CEOs do have that as their blind spot. Um, and so <laughs> that's uh, when you become... When you are C, you, I was going to say, when you become a CEO, you're already acting like a CEO I'd want to follow. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I look forward actually to having you back on the show at least every year because, you know, your perspectives on life are so amazing. And at your age already to have had that experience and made the choices you made are pretty cool. Thank you. So um, let's see, any, any other things that you want our listeners to know about Doglift 24-7 or how they can discover blind spots, anything else you want to share? Um, well, if you want to discover blind spots, go to um, CEOblindspots.com and you, you will help them. <laughs> <laughs> this was, by the way, not rehearsed. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> and if yes. you want to learn more about Doglove 24-7, you can email me at doglove. 247team at email uh, at gmail.com. Very good. Yes. So again, doglove247team at gmail.com if you want to know more about adopting furry friends. <laughs> and um, yes, you're right. And if you guys want to know the 10 most common leadership blind spots, uh, please do go to ceoblindspots.com and um, stay tuned. Next week, we will have another guest, although this time 
uh, not an 11 year old, <laughs> but soon it, within a year we'll have a 12 year old <laughs> and maybe one day a furry friend. <laughs> okay, so with this we wrap up and uh, we'll say goodbye in uh, several languages. Which language do you want to say goodbye in? I'll say it in Dutch. Tot ziens. Yes, and I'll say it in Spanish. Adios. And we'll both say it in English. Goodbye. Goodbye. Until the next time.